You're listening to a Brawl Network and Eagles Brawl podcast. You love the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me get a hell yeah. This is the Kelly Green Show. You're a bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. Lately, the Eagles have seemed more like a puzzle than an enjoyable football team. It's hard to know what pieces will fit together moving forward. Will Doug and Wentz be able to come together and create some offensive magic that we've seen in the past after a difficult season? Will Wentz be able to come back and play at an outstanding level that we know he's capable of? Will that be in Philadelphia? Will Howie be able to draft well enough to augment the looming impacts of the bad 2020 cap situation? This is a puzzle that Jeffrey Lurie will only be able to solve on behalf of so many fans who are demanding change. Will What will he decide? Keep everyone, work things out, get some new staff and players on the roster, or does somebody have to go? I'm sure he is not having these conversations about his plans with anybody outside a small trusted circle, but I, like many of you, would like to get a sense of what's coming next. I'm excited to introduce my next guest because he is a former NFL front office guy himself. He isn't about hot takes, and he has evaluated the situation unfolding in Philadelphia from a professional standpoint. Currently, he writes for MMQB and Sports Illustrated, is the executive director of Morad Center of Sports Law at Villanova University, is the executive vice president of Vayner Sports, Andrew Brandt. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Andrew, how are you? I'm good, Kelly. Good to be with you. Always good to be with passionate Eagles fans. Uh, part of my bio, which you may not know, is when I left the Packers, um, obviously 10 years in rural Wisconsin, my wife got to pick the next stop. And the reason I landed outside of Philadelphia is she's from Villanova. So we moved back, and I really didn't and do not ever want to work for a team again. But a good friend of mine named Joe Banner and Andy Reid, they pulled me back in. Uh, so I did work for the Eagles. I was not an employee. I was a consultant for a couple of years way back uh, with Joe and Andy. So I do have some inside knowledge of that franchise, but it's been a long time. But as you said, I've known Joe, I've known Howie, I've known Andy Reid, I've known Doug Peterson for 20-something years. Right, and it's so great to get a perspective and insight from somebody like you. And you have a podcast yourself, so I just want to plug it real quick, Business of Sports, NFL Business Podcast. So anybody who's looking to kind of get a sense of what the business aspects are of the NFL, definitely check that out after this episode. I know that you do have an interesting career path and a background that really would lend a little bit of a a different lens than fans typically want to go to. We're a little emotional. We think about all the connections of the the team, the players, what what everything means. But um, there is this business aspect that a lot of people overlook or don't really focus on. So would you mind just talking a little bit about your career path um, before we get into the 2021 Eagles offseason? Yeah, sure, Kelly. I mean, I am fortunate because I've been around sports my whole life. Um, I went across country to college at Stanford and I came back and I'm from Washington, D.C. So I came back and went to law school at home, basically at Georgetown Law School. 
And what just was fortunate for me was there a firm in D.C. called ProServe. It's no, not there any longer, but they represented athletes. And I was just this young kid, and somehow I worked my way in. I'm like, can you just take me as an unpaid intern? And I was a tennis player growing up, and they represented a lot of tennis players. So that was kind of my hook, getting into ProServe. And from there, I looked around, and I saw this guy down the hall named David Falk, and he represented – Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, Alonzo Mourning, Allen Iverson, Dikembe Mutombo. Wow. And I'm like, can I go work for yeah. that guy <laughs> and leave the tennis? And fortunately, there was a way in because he needed help. And then I saw a path, Kelly. I, and this is what I tell young people all the time is find that path. Try to seek it and see it and then find it. And my path was football because David was so invested in Michael and NBA. And I worked a lot with NBA players, too. But I said, hey, we got some football players over here. I'll go work with them because nobody's paying attention to them. And then over the next several years, I went worked up from three to five to 10 to 15 to 20 NFL players. Then I made my first jump to management. I've done this twice. When I was asked to be the first general manager of something called the Barcelona Dragons, which is really cool, but it was the toughest job I ever had because I moved to a new country. They knew nothing about American football. They didn't really want to know anything about American football. And we had no players and coaches. And we were, you know, I put night tables at the end of each bed. So their feet didn't flop over. They couldn't speak the language. We saw goalposts being put up in the corners of the end zone. They cheered at the wrong times. They did the wave the entire game. They ruined our laundry every time. It was just, I had to bribe customs to get our equipment. That was the most unique job I ever had, and that lasted a couple of years when the NFL Europe folded or suspended, came back without Barcelona. I went back to the agent business. Uh, then I was with a guy named Ricky Williams, was my watershed client of my career, the Heisman Trophy winner. I'm like, my career's set. I got Ricky Williams. And about four months into that, right before he was drafted by the Saints, who traded their whole draft to get him, uh, he fired me for a guy named Master P, a wow. rapper. Master P was getting into sports. And I'm like, okay, now It's a tough what? business. And, yeah, it's a tough business. And everyone wants to be an agent. And I just try to tell them, be careful. Um, so listen, I, w- I was lucky because at the same time that happened, like within an hour – the Green Bay Packers called me. Now, I'd had clients there over the years, but I'd never really had a big client. They said, listen, we're making a lot of changes. Mike Holmgren went to the Seattle Seahawks. He took the guy that runs the business operation. How'd you like to switch sides? And I'm like, me? I'm like, yeah. They like dealing with me. I had a client there, Matt Hasselbeck, um, who uh, we dealt with a lot. And then it was convincing my wife and kids to move to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, from at that time we we're living in Boston and we did and long story short 10 years there I did all the player contracts I did the salary cap I basically did everything but scouting and coaching and that was my job and I lived in this unique little small town so different than Philadelphia similar in the passion that fans have but just you know there's no there's no Flyers Sixers Phillies you know in Green right. Bay Imagine all of that poured into one team. So that was a unique experience. And I just wanted to to wrap it up to do something else with my life. I really did. It's, you know, without getting too sappy, I wanted to give back. And I saw two ways 
academia, where I've been at Penn, and now I run a program at Villanova. And number two was media, where I said there's no one really pulling back the curtain on what's going on in these teams, agents, contracts, players, and I can do that. And fortunately, I was hired by ESPN, did that for seven years, hired by Sports Illustrated. I'm still doing that after eight years. Started a podcast a few years ago, doing a lot of TV, radio, podcasts, whatever it is, to, again, try to educate and give back in the way I know how, which is my knowledge and experience to people that listen, that are in my classes, that are on radio and TV, etc. So that's a nutshell of my That's really why I wanted to talk to you so much, because you do have that important perspective that I think a lot of fans needed to hear. And it's a difficult year because so many people have different opinions on who's the most to blame or what needs to happen. And so these are the scenarios that we're looking at as we look at the 2020 Eagles. Um, A lot of fans and radio shows are preoccupying the time about pie in the sky scenarios, how we could possibly go down some unrealistic rabbit holes to trade Carson Wentz this off season. Ahead of the Saints game, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that the Eagles intend to keep the struggling quarterback. And as you've stated stated on Twitter, that seems to be your assessment considering the contract he signed in June of uh, 2019. For those suggesting that Carson Wentz will somehow be restructured and traded this offseason, what do you say to that? Yeah, Kelly, let's just lay it out real quick. I've staked my name in the ground here that, that he will not be going anywhere at least at least until 2022. A couple reasons. Let's just, I've said this, I've written it, I've tweeted it. I just want to be clear to your listeners. Of the 1,800-some players in the NFL, there's no player, zero, that has more of an organizational investment into him than Carson Wentz. Think about that. No player in the entire league. Now, there are players with $150 million contracts, Of course, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, all these guys, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan. And there are players who have been traded for multiple number one picks, a Laramie Tunsil, a Jalen Ramsey. But there is no combo of that. Zero. So this is what we're talking about. And when you make that organizational investment, you make your bed and you sleep in it. In ways that the NFL punishes you in other way, in ways the NBA, Major League Baseball don't. Major League Baseball and the NBA have these guaranteed contracts, but there's no leftover cap treatment. In baseball, you don't have a cap. In basketball, there are no prorated signing bonuses like in the NFL. So the good thing about the cap to many fans is that, oh, we can take this huge signing bonus and spread it over many years because prorated treatment of signing bonuses in the NFL. Isn't that great? The bad news about that is you better be right on big time contracts, because if you're not, it comes back to haunt you. Examples. Tony Romo was broadcasting for CBS one year when he was counting 20 million on the Cowboys cap. Um, Tom Brady's counting 13 million on the Patriots cap this year. Antonio Brown, who I admit, People are coming at me like, Andrew, you said Antonio Brown would never be traded. I did because he incurred a $21 million cap charge last year on the Steelers, and they were a deficient team last year because of that. But they did. They trade him. Now, Carson Wentz has zero issues like Antonio Brown. Carson Wentz is high ethical, high character, never a problem, never will be a problem the way the Antonio Brown was. But here's the deal. 
When you do a massive bonus, when you do a massive roster bonus, when you do a massive option bonus, when you guarantee three years out, you got to stick with it. And just quickly, everybody's talked about this. Option number one, release them. No, 60 million on the cap, never happening. That's half your cap. I mean, a 30 year cap. It's not happening. Trade him. Well, you'd have to have the following happen. Number one, it has to be before the third day of the league year, which is mid-March, so you don't incur that $10 million roster bonus that do then, so you don't incur the $25 million guarantee that that locks in once you pay the roster bonus. And then, even if you were to get a team to take him for whatever you could work out, then you incur $34 million. And let me clear this up, Kelly, because this is my pet peeve. I hear people say all the time, well, if you get rid of the $34 million cash and you take on the $34 million cap, it's a wash. People, it's not a wash, <laughs> okay? You don't have the player. You don't have the player. Imagine having a backup quarterback who is hurt all year, counting $34 million. That's what it would but be. But it would like. be worse because he'd be playing for another team and you'd be seeing him. He'd be playing for another team and then you'd have to get a backup quarterback yep. and pay him what, five, ten million dollars. Exactly. So then it's forty five million plus and, and I listen, so that's the Wentz part. Everyone asks me, What do you do? Well, my answer is always you fix them. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, you fix them. Now we have this other thing thrown in the mix. What appears to be, and you and I are talking after one week of this, what appears to be a viable option in Jalen Hurts. Now, if that's a viable option, it still doesn't change the fact you can't trade Wentz. And again, if you have another team, people bring up the Colts. Well, what if he restructures for the Colts? He's only $10 million instead of $25 million. That's great for the Colts. It's not great for us. doesn't do anything for the Eagles. doesn't do anything for the Eagles. You still take on $34 million. So I think either Hertz becomes this revelation and Wentz is a backup at a terrible number, but you get it. He's at the number whether he's there or not. Or Wentz is rehabilitated and he becomes the player everyone hoped he would be. And Hertz is this viable backup option. And now Doug Peterson can work him in more than a couple plays a game. And then you have this exciting option at quarterback next year. So we talked a little bit about the cap situation. And I am curious about how you feel Howie Roseman has handled it, considering the fact that the Eagles are currently projected to be over $63 million over the threshold for 2021. Roseman's made some decisions to pay older guys, restructure several deals in the past years. So with all that being considered and everything is easier in hindsight, but from my opinion, the restructuring the deals is kind of a risky business. Um, Given the 2021 situation, where do you think Roseman has gone wrong, if at all? Well, I'm I'm full disclosure. We're friends. Okay. So we've known each other, I don't know, since I got... uh, uh, since 1990 something. <laughs> so, uh, and Howie and Joe and Andy, I mean, I've known them forever. So I will give a disclosure there 
that we're friends. So what I'm saying is is going to be obviously not totally impartial. I admit that. Um, there seems to be some some weight on this roster that seems movable. Now I don't know how much that creates cap room. I'm, I'm not talking about restructures. I'm not talking about bonusing out. That gets you in trouble. It's obviously got this team in trouble. I'm talking about players like Jeffrey, players like Jackson, players like um, Peters that seem to be weight that can be lopped off next year's gap. Yeah, the only real realistic option is to release players this offseason to get under the cap. That's just a reality of it. Right. And and as we just spent 10 minutes analyzing, Wentz will not create room. Okay? So lopping Wentz, cutting Wentz, trading Wentz. It'll just, you're stuck. You'll just get it to be a worse situation by cutting him or trading him. There are no good options. I haven't studied the cap next year, but certainly there are ways how he is. This is his background. I mean, again, you have some general managers come from scouting backgrounds. You have 10 general managers like Belichick that obviously comes from a coaching background. But obviously you have a few general managers like Howie that come from a financial cap contract background. So this is his expertise, and he'll be hard at work, obviously. Absolutely. So the the last person to discuss in the three that everybody's talking about, Howie Wentz, is Doug. Um, Do you think that Peterson's decision to sit Wentz and go with – Jalen Hurts for the rest of the season will fracture his ability to be Carson Wentz's long-term coach. Um, Quick story. You know, we had Brett and Aaron Rodgers in that room at the beginning, and that's tough when you have a 16-year vet and a new rookie who's going to be the eventual replacement. So we needed a third player in that room, and Doug had long since left and gone into coaching. And I called him. I said, Doug, I need you. <laughs> I'm like, Doug, please, can I pay you a million dollars? Come here and be our third quarterback. And he's like, oh, Andrew, I don't, I'm into coaching now. And I'm like, no, please. And he did. And uh, I think the world of him. And then when I, as I mentioned, when I consulted back in 2010, he was there with Andy starting out as like a quality control coach. So, um you know, I don't know what's gone on internally there. I think every sort of analyst is saying, well, wait a minute. They put Wentz, they put Hertz outside the pocket last week so well. Why didn't they do that with Wentz? I don't know. I think it's unfair to sort of take the easy narrative and say, oh, it's be- Carson, it's because of Frank Reich no longer there. I mean, that's... That's kind of okay. That's fine. But that's kind of a lazy narrative. Is that really what's going on here? And Wentz has had his moments. Is that with or without Frank Reich? I don't know. I do think that something's not working there. You know, what What was the cause? Like I said earlier, we got to fix this. Was it depleted offensive line, depleted receiving core? Um you know, having Miles out of the game for a few weeks. What an important player he is for that offense. I just think that 
there are ways to try to fix this. So it all comes down to what do you want to do? Do you want to go with Hertz? Do you want to rehabilitate Wentz? Do you want to have an open competition next year? Do you want to start Wentz? Uh, these are all the things that have to be figured out in this long offseason ahead. Absolutely. And I think it's something that we're going to have to wait and see how Jeffrey Lurie will decide what's, you know, the next steps for the organization. So we'll let him do the hard decision making and we'll judge him for whatever decision he makes. I'm sure people will have a lot of opinions on it regardless. So that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Andrew. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Green Show. Please subscribe to the Eagles Brawl podcast for more episodes and fly Eagles fly. Thank you. What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Brawl co-host Connor Miles. I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So you go to DraftKings, and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you millions. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play. That's dkng.co slash b-r-a-w-l-p-o-d to play. Quick, Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl. What's going on, everybody? It's Connor Miles, co-host of the Eagles Brawl here. I just want to give a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors. That's Manscaped. Go ahead. The holidays are here. It's time to get your loved ones trimmed and nicely trimmed that is by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BRAWL that's B-R-A-W-L to get 20% off your order plus free shipping you know it he knows it he needs to trim up go to manscaped.com get 20% off your order and free shipping when using promo code BRAWL B-R-A-W-L Support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl, when purchasing an item off of Manscaped.com and also take care of that person you love. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.